Hello Gasheads and welcome to this episode of Gascast. I'm your host Nino and this evening I am joined by Weeksy. Good evening. And Willet. Good evening. So then, in this one, we are going to discuss Matt Taylor's hectic start to life as Bristol Rovers boss. So we're going to have a chat about the wins at Crewe and Bolton, uh, the change of shape to the 352, and then January transfer plans to finish us off. Um, before we do any of that, though, just want to send best wishes and thoughts to, firstly, former captain Tom Lockyer, who obviously I'm sure everyone knows suffered a cardiac arrest against Bournemouth in their recent game. Um, and then also Lucas Vaughan, who is a former academy player at Rovers who was in a serious road traffic accident over the weekend as well. Um, so yeah, just best wishes to those guys. Obviously a really difficult time that they'll both be going through. So yeah, best of luck to them in their recoveries. Um, on a more positive note, a massive congrats to Charlotte Churchill and everyone who helped make Operation Christmas Hamper such an incredible success once again this year. Um, so over the weekend, they spent uh, both days packing and then delivering yesterday, I believe, 656 hampers across the local community. So yeah, just an amazing effort. And um, yeah, Charlotte deserves to put her feet up now and have a great Christmas. So I hope she does. Um, yeah, because what a difference that'll make. Amazing stuff. Because it's obviously quite close to Christmas now, 19th of December. This is probably the last pod we'll do before Christmas. So we're going to start with this question from Yatin Gas. And Yatin Gas would like to know what Christmas present you would buy for Matt Taylor. <laughs> is that to me? It's for you. Oh, uh, oh my God, I don't know. Um, that's a really difficult question. Um, I was thinking earlier, he looks like a man that would suit a flat cap, I reckon. Flat cap. Or a that's wax like, jacket. Yes. And a flat cap. And a flat cap. We don't need <laughs> another both? former Exeter manager wearing That's flat true. caps. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. true. I mean, let's, uh, yeah. let's just nip that in the bud right straight well, away. just about getting over the last one of those. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, just a nice bottle of champagne. For champagne? Pro- yeah, to put it on ice. To celebrate pro- the yeah, oh, okay. promotion uh, in, nice. in, in May. Am I, I right, like boys? I like that. <laughs> I like that. And what are you getting in weeks here? A um, wax jacket to go with my thinking, flat cap? No, here. no. I was thinking, you know when you don't quite know what to get someone for Christmas, you get them a voucher. I'll get them a transfer market voucher. Oh, nice. Um, for lots of money. Trying to help us out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe a wax jacket, my original idea. I think you suit it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're a wax jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Strange opening. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's. So we're going to start by chatting about the crew game. Um, I don't think any of us were actually able to watch this game. It wasn't televised anywhere. We no. did try to find a dodgy stream. We did our best, yeah. um, but wasn't one forthcoming. Um, but yeah, Weeksy obviously felt like a bit of a banana skin of a cup tie, potentially, yeah. before the game. Away at a strong League Two side. They're in the playoff places. Got a really good home record. They'd obviously beaten Derby 3-1 at their place in the previous round after drawing 2-2 um, at home against them. So... Yeah, tough game. However, Rovers came racing out the blocks um, and just a professional win. Yeah, I think... To set up, by the way, what is a mouth-watering tie? <laughs> a six, what 12-hour round trip yeah. to go to Norwich and probably lose? Yeah, not keen on that one, to be honest with you. Um, no, yeah, like you say, a really professional performance. Looked at Crew's home record before the game and it was very strong. So I actually thought we would do well to get a result there especially so early into uh, Matt Taylor's tenure as well. I actually thought it was quite an important game mm. after his first one. Yeah. Um, and when we saw the team selection, he's obviously gone very, very strong for a Tuesday night away replay in the FA Cup, where normally 
I think I put some on Twitter about just, you know, just forfeit the game type thing. Um, and I think, I think maybe if it was a manager that was like a year into his tenure, it might, you might have seen a different side, but I think he's quite keen to, you know, get that first win um, with the new players and that will build confidence and that will have everyone, have some, you know, some decent goals as well. Must yeah. like John Marquis and uh, Anthony Evans have superb goals. So, you know, that can only do good for the team. And to be honest, I know it's Norwich away, but, you know, could go there and try and get a result. I can't see why yeah, not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. writing us um, off as, as the, pessimistic as I sounded about it. Yeah, not, I just think where it is is the issue. Um, but they've not been brilliant in the championship no. this year. And I think third round, go and give it a go. We'll have the prize money. And, you know, I think it's a good result. And yeah, happy with it. I yeah. felt I felt the same. I thought like, you know, when we drew Norwich, I thought, well, what a, you know, uninspiring away trip to a championship side that's probably going to beat us. But now we're there, it's actually quite a decent tie, I think. You know, mm. like, we, you know, we might have a bit of momentum by then, who knows, but... They'll probably put their second string out as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To give us a bit yeah. more of a You'd chance. Yeah, so. so I think, you know, I'm I'm up for it now, whereas before I was like, yeah, what, what a terrible draw, but yeah, play, it was good. Um, such is the way of modern football, as Weeks, he said. Despite it being so early in Taylor's tenure, it, fe- it did feel like quite a big game. And because I think mainly because it's hard to put into words just how bad that Cheltenham performance was in obviously his Taylor's first league game and how I think we all came away from that feeling so deflated. And it wasn't the typical kind of start to a new era where everyone comes out bouncing. It was just so, so flat. At halftime in that Cheltenham game, I kind of thought, shit, I hope we haven't given ourselves a kind of Dave Penny situation here because mm-hmm. I, I just thought application wasn't there mm-hmm. um, so I think it was really important in this crew game to get the f- confidence of the fans and the morale back to go in and not just beat them but just beat them well as yeah. well it was important I think yeah absolutely I mean I, th- I think we were all you know I walked away from that Cheltenham game concerned really that you know for that reason like you say not not really anything against the manager but I was worried about the players' attitude and, like, as you say, uh, the application wasn't really there. I, I do think now, looking back, the conditions really were terrible. And I think you, we, we've seen it so many times over the years when you're, you're in games like that. And if you've, if you've ever played in games where the wind is howling like that, it's the worst conditions to play. It is it's the worst so condition. Horrible. Heavy yeah. wind. Yeah. and like, It kills you know, a game. If you want to play any sort of decent kind of football, it's, it's almost impossible already. But I, I was... Yeah, I was concerned because we had the Crawley game. I didn't really care too much about that, but suddenly you realise, hang on, we're not really building much momentum here and going into a really tough month of fixtures, you kind of wanted to get something under your belt. So crew, brilliant. Yeah, that's just what we needed. Just a tonic, I think. Mm. Um, Weeksy, obviously, Marquis got Rovers going in this one. I was listening on Radio Bristol to the game and... Lionel Messi was mentioned for that goal. <laughs> I think in my head, I built the goal up to be more than it actually yeah. was, but still. It was a good goal. A great goal. And I think just what Mark was probably needed as well, because he's been through a little tough patch, hasn't he? Obviously, he had yeah. to bust up with a fan that everyone's probably seen on social media. He was going through a, a tough period, but it was a yeah, great goal. And who knew he had that burst of pace as well? That was the thing. It was the pace, wasn't it? And the, the positive drive yeah. from, from centre midfield. And um, a good finish too. Um, it, it, um, it looked even better on the um, close quarters camera. Um, yeah, it's really good. I feel for John. I think we all rate him. And I just feel like he's never had like a 10-game spell where he started every game, got himself going. And I, we all know there's a player there. He's gone for lots of money in the past and he, he can do it at this level. So um, I just really like his industry and what he brings to us. And I know we'll go on to the Bolton game, but he was the same in that game, just bustling. Um 
And I think he really gives us, you know, as impressed as I have been with Chris Martin, I think he's done pretty good for us since he's come in. <clears throat> he's just too static. And I think we really struggle to get out or put any defenders under any real pressure, which John does. I mean, he's a pain in the ass. You'd, you'd hate to play against him. Um, but it was good to see him with that confidence, like you say, especially after, you know, the altercation after that game, that chance he missed that day. Mm. Um, it was really, really poor. And, you know, I'm glad that altercation's kind of got forgotten about because I just think that was just emotion and it must have been a lot yeah. going on that week. And, yeah. um, and, and I'm glad that got kind of swept under the carpet and, yeah. you know, hopefully he can go on a bit of a run now mm. and, um, you know, and, and do what do what we know he can do. Um, yeah. which is scoring goals that's his bag isn't it that's what he does so yeah fair play to him um, well it obviously Wilson made it 2-0 strange goal that like sort of a kind of a volley from a set piece and it yeah. trickled in yeah. I, I, yeah just a really really weird goal nice to see us get a set piece goal to be fair because it's something that we've not had enough of really yeah, yeah. and with the height we've got at, at the back coming up like Taylor Wilson you'd like to see a few more set piece goals um, and then Evans made it three just before half time Lovely finish from him. And I think even with Rovers being Rovers, it kind of felt at half time like, you know, job done. It was nice to be in such a commanding position. Yeah. It's rare over the last few years that we've gone into half time thinking we've probably won that game. Like it's kind of job done. Yeah. And I, I think, like, I think I said it at the time that being 4 0 up in an FA Cup tie, you can forgive a little bit of a wobble in the second half because there's no incentive for us to get a fifth or sixth goal. It's not like we need goal difference or anything to, to keep no. an eye on. We obviously made some changes. So I was, you know, I mean, I, I thought like everybody else, I thought 4-2, here we go. Yeah, it, when they it, got the second, I wasn't happen, sitting quite it? so comfortably. <laughs> yeah, 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 Frightened to look at the timeline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, here we, here we go, this would be so Rovers. But, but but fair play, we saw it out. And I think, you know, I think Taylor might have even mentioned it. So like, you know, it's sometimes good to kind of see us put put under a little bit of pressure and see how we manage these games out. And um, and yeah, so in the end, you know, got 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 through and it sounded like that was exactly what we deserved. So um, yeah. brilliant stuff. When they pulled two back, it did start to get a bit nervy. I think they, the second goal for them came on about the 73rd minute as well. With the amount of injury time you get these days, at that point, there's kind of still 12, 20 minutes left yeah. of that game. They're at home, the crowd's up, and you're kind of thinking, oh, we all know the way this is going. But like Willett said, it was nice that we were able to stay resolute and... It didn't sound like it really gave them a sniff after they got it back to 4-2. If they get within one goal, you're then thinking, shit, we're, we're in trouble here. But we did stay fairly solid. I think early days, I know, but it looks like it's a bit of a trait of Matt Taylor. He's very calm mm. and very measured. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's going to, you know, go get across to the players and, and, and remain calm. Um, I think sometimes under Jerry, it's all a bit hectic and madness and trying to go and score eight every single game where sometimes you do have to manage a game and you mm. may have to sit in for a little bit and soak up that pressure. I just, I'm getting those vibes from Matt. It's all very calm and I'm not too worried. And and I really like that after the couple of years <laughs> that we've had. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that may be a character of his teams. Mm. Um, that We may be able to get ourselves in front and then maybe just mm. not sit on it because I don't like that I think it sounds a bit negative yeah, but yeah, yeah. be able to manage the game out yeah. without doing anything daft alright well as none of us watched that game uh, we'll leave that one there move on to Bolton stats from that one so possession was 59% to Bolton 41% to Rovers shots 10 for Bolton 14 for Rovers shots on target 4 for Bolton 8 for Rovers 
big chances, one for Bolton, three for Rovers, and the XG was 0.98 for Bolton, 1.87 for Rovers. Um, so I didn't see this game live uh, because I was <laughs> not in a good way. Three sheets to the wind. <laughs> I was not in a good way Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Smashed. Um, but then Sunday, I watched the game back. Will it? You watched it? Yep. Weeksy, you were there. Yeah, I was. You were there. Um, being wined and dined? Yeah, I was being wined and dined in the chairman's lounge, which was quite nice. Yeah. Whilst Lewis Gordon was in the away end? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it rolls reverse in there. I don't want to jump all over Lewis Gordon. You took Gordon the last Gordon. hospitality spot and poor yeah, Lewis was made to have, yeah. slam it in the away yeah. end. Yeah, how no, was that? No, very nice. Yeah, um, yeah, and thanks to Tom for arranging that um, for me. But it was, yeah, so me and my old man, my little boy went up wined and dined took their hospitality under three points we made sure we thanked them on the way out um yeah and i can confirm when the first goal went in i completely forgot where i was <laughs> so uh, everybody listening would be pleased to know that i was jumping around the director's box getting some stern looks from majority of the friends and family of all Celebrate the as if you were in the away yeah i did yeah. yeah i did why not yeah. um but no yeah so yeah good day a very good day um what was the food like that's food what everyone wants to know okay um it was a bit of um, king prawn to start, um, okay. lamb shank roast dinner, uh, Christmas pudding and custard, oh, and then a cheese board. Three course, wow, four, nice. course, four yeah. courses. Four course. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can so tell they've been in the prem recently. Yeah. It was a great day. It was kind of it was like we were taking the piss. To be honest with you, <laughs> you live like royalty in Bolton. Yeah, right yeah. But no, in all Free seriousness, bar? yes. I was driving, so uh, I was, you know... Arch was one. on it, though, was it? Archie was just smashed. <laughs> he definitely wasn't, by the way. Disclaimer, he's 11. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, yeah, it was nice. And um, yeah, it, it was a good day. Um, yeah, the manager's parents were on our tables. So it was nice to speak to them. They're really excited for him. The, the future is bright, they think, which obviously at the beginning of any tenure is very positive. But no, um, I think before the game, we were very... I think we were quite realistic. I think we realised it was going to be a very, very tough game. Yeah. Um, and I think around the table, we were pretty, you know, we take a point from today. We'll, we'll happily make our merry way down the M6 and that will do. But, um, you know, straight from the off, we looked really positive. Thought the team selection was positive. Um, nice to see a change of shape. Really suits us with the, the centre-halves that we've got. Um, Connor Taylor in the middle of those three. I think it was mentioned in the post-match how comfortable he looked. And we know he's a colossus, but he looked even better oh, when he had when he had uh, Kramer and Wilson next to him. He just looked like he had no worries, and he mm. looked really dominant. Um, and we just looked free, and the players looked happy. Um, we we're saying about the body language; they looked they looked like they were up for it. And also on the um, on the back three, obviously on the right is um, James Wilson, yeah, and that's where he played a lot for Plymouth. And I think in the middle of a back four he's not at times looked the most comfortable whereas I think now on the right hand side of the back three yeah. that I saw in the highlights as well um, it's a moment where he bombed down the right wing and got a cross yeah. in he's like overlapping the, the yeah. right wing back and was getting crosses in so what yeah I'm, what I really liked about the first half he seemed to sort out a problem really quickly so I know you've watched it back but in the first minute or so uh, Luke Thomas got caught out down the right hand side the left back he kind of let him run we all kind of looked at each other like, mm, that, that's going to be a problem because yeah. we're worried about Luke Thomas playing yeah. wing back anyway. But they sorted it out. It didn't happen again for the majority of the game. And Wilson covered off really, really well. And it looked like to me that Luke Thomas was wing back, but could get forward as much as he wanted because Harvey Vell was just kind of sitting in at left yeah. back. Mm. Um, so it just looked really solid and really organised. And 
rather than where we've been in the last couple of years, sometimes looking a bit gung-ho and a little bit clueless. Remember, just passing it around for passing sake. We looked like we were, we knew what we were doing, which is really encouraging this early into you know, Matt Taylor's tenure. Yeah, for sure. Well, it obviously, like Weeksy said, an extremely difficult match on paper going into it. I think probably every gas head would have snatched your hand off for a point if offered it before the game. Uh, I noticed Max in our group chat said probably our biggest away win since Ipswich. Uh, big statement. You agree with him? I, I was I was thinking the same thing actually. Mm. Um, that it was, it was. I don't know the last time we beat a top six side. You know, since since then. Um, yeah, I and, suppose not biggest in terms of meaning because obviously you probably no. look at like Rochdale from the promotion season. But in terms yeah, of yeah. standard of the opposition in this division, in this division, yeah, yeah, exactly, it, absolutely. Uh, I thought it was a you know a real statement win. Um, that the only thing is, you know, I mentioned it in the group chat, I think about hopefully this isn't just a kind of early manager sort of momentum, but I, I, it doesn't feel like that. I felt like that, that was a that was a measured performance. And, and when you've got the, the players seemingly totally you know, working for each other like they were, it, it reminded me of, you know, the, the, the best spells under Barn was a bit like that when the players were chasing round, high press, you know, forcing mistakes on the opposition, it reminded me a lot like that, really, and, and I, I, there was nothing wrong. You know, the, the Barton football at its best was really, really decent, and if we, you know, it just goes to show that the squad, which I've been critical of, or at least I've thrown a bit of doubt out there about just how good they can be, it you know makes you think that they do actually have some talent. They do. I think we are lacking in a few areas. I'm sure we'll get onto it, but. Um, yeah, no, that was a really, really encouraging performance. It, and, and for the first time this season, we've actually taken a win off of one of the better sides. So, yeah, there, there's there's some proof in the pudding there. So I think as well, just in general, I just don't think we tend to win at big grounds like mm. that. Like, it's something yeah. that's bugged mm. me probably going back to like 2009, the Andy Williams at Southampton. Other night. than that, we just don't really win at big grounds. Obviously, there was the Ipswich one, and I suppose Charlton, we've beaten them in the last couple of years. But yeah. there's a lot of times we go to grounds like that, as we did to Derby this season. And we play well. We usually do play well at big grounds. Mm. And we'll find a way of losing a game that we mm. probably should take something from. And I always feel like the size of the ground and the size of the crowd affects us in some way. And it's always irritated me. So, yeah, just... It was just so nice to see us go somewhere like that and win and deservedly win as well. Yeah. It was just a really big uh, confidence boost again, I think, for the fans to get behind, obviously, what Taylor's trying to do here. I think it's just, yeah, huge, really. Um, Weeksy, obviously, the red for their centre-back, Santos, yep. in the 33rd minute. A big moment in the game. Um, but that first half, in particular, that first half has to be up there as one of the best 45 minutes since we got back into League One. I reckon I would so. Say. I think that would be fair. If you look at the... I mean, I got the stats here. So this is the first half stats. So 10 shots to us to their one. Six shots on target for us to their none. Two big chances for us to their none. Um, I mean, that's like total domination in terms of those stats. Yeah, it, it felt like being there, it felt like every time we went forward, we were creating a chance of some sort. Um, and I think it, it came down to the formation, you know. It, it freed up the players that needed to be free up. So Aaron Collins, I thought, probably had his best half of football this season. Yeah, um, yeah. And he you know, forces that red card, doesn't he? The way Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. and he was energetic. It was his energy and his yeah, yeah. effort, which I've, I have slated him a lot this year. I found him so bloody frustrating this year because yeah. we know what he's got in the locker. And I was a little bit worried. I thought, has he just had a six-month period here? And 
there's not much left not that good. Well. Yeah, yeah. And, but that that encouraged me on Saturday he was very very good um, you know so likes of him um, and Anthony Evans was just free to go yeah. and do damage mm. and it seemed like we were quite happy to defend our 18 yard box and as soon as we got the ball we just looked frightening to be honest with you and that was and we were still sad I said yeah we still lack a bit of pace though we st- if we imagine pace in this team imagine yeah. we put like um, a speed merchant in there mm. and I, I don't know whether we're going to play like that all the time but I know I was encouraged with uh, one of Matt Taylor's interviews can't remember if it was the first or second but he did say that I'll play a style of football that suits the players I have mm. that's so refreshing yeah, normally yeah. You hear a new manager come in going it's not my players when I when they get my mm, team yeah, he already yeah. called them my team and as yeah. a player, you would think, yeah, like I'll have a bit yeah, of that. Yeah. You know, it's not writing you off straight away. But yeah, it was it was the best first half of the season. Yeah, definitely, uh, without a shadow Easy. of a doubt. We yeah. just looked really, yeah. really strong. Uh, Finley, I, I like it when he plays almost with that freedom and confidence. And the ball comes to him, he's looking to beat a man before mm. he passed it, or there's like a little Cruyff turn or a great yeah. little touch. You know, Grant Ward looked really fit, I thought. Yeah. Flying forward, obviously, for the first goal. It was a really good passive move. Um, I think it was thin, Finley that put it back out to him out wide. It might have been Finley or Evans. And then the cross into Mark Wiss. It's one of those. It's yeah. undefendable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Should, the keeper couldn't come from it. The centre-half couldn't get his head to it. And, you know, yeah. bear in mind, we were doing all of that when they had 11. It wasn't... Yeah. We actually yeah, looked worse yeah, when they yeah. had 10. We mm. kind of sat in then. I mean, on, on Ward as well, you put that ball in for Marquis to, to make it 3-0. You know, yeah. It could have been 3-0, but that was a fantastic... And Collins did really well then when he sort of held it up and, and played it through to Ward, who then whipped it in, and Marquis has really got to do better there. But it was just... I thought this is just fantastic football, like really smart play. It wasn't just all effort. It was, it was intricate. It was really, really positive to see. That, that was the thing for me. It really looked like there was a plan. Um, and you say with James Wilson on the on playing the right centre half, I, I, I noticed quite a lot pre-season in his first few games. He seemed to like that diagonal ball, yeah. but it never seemed to be on earlier on this season. Where that game, he seemed to get it. He almost had the space because he was further out wide for a better yeah. angle, and he had it. And then Aaron Collins was staying quite far left, but also Harvey Vell was over there as well. He's got a left wing back hugging the touch. He's line. right up there and they didn't know whether to go with Collins. Mm. The right back was kind of like, do I go with Collins or do I go with Harvey Vale? Because they're being really brave. Yeah. Um, it looked like a definite game plan to me and it was, yeah, yeah. It was so encouraging. Great. At half time, we couldn't believe it. Yeah. We, we were like, uh, you know, you sat in there, two nil up, down to 10. You thought, this is comfortable and we're away <laughs> at Bolton. Yeah. It's just incredible. And like, I suppose my only criticism of the whole game, just, on balance um, I thought the first 10 minutes in the second half we started a bit slow we let Bolton grow into the game yeah. which meant that we had to manage it but um, I'd like to see us maybe go for the throat but then again it contradicts of what we though, said when we, yeah. when we said it's really good that they're managing it so yeah, yeah. just the first 10 minutes thought we let them in a little bit too much but apart from that you can't knock it was a brilliant away yeah. performance yeah. I mean I um, suppose with Bolton as well like they, they they had to come out second half and be like, well, we've if we're going to get anything from this game, we've got to absolutely go for it. Try and, and get an early you know, goal back. So yeah, yeah, you know, I, I didn't didn't have any problems really that we were kind of having to soak up some pressure, but there were quite a, quite a few moments well, in that second half where you thought, uh oh, it's but, a great away performance. I think when you go to any big stadium like that, you touch on, we don't tend to go there and win. We've played well, but not quite got the job done is you want to go there and you want to quieten their fans or get their fans on the back. And mm. we commented on that a few times because we did it. We forced him 
into bringing Dion Charles off yeah. and the reaction around yeah. us. Yeah, they were going booze, mad. Yeah, there was quite a lot of booze. And you look at each other and they're thinking, we've got these where yeah, we want yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I must say as well, it's, I think it's the first time ever I've been in a away ground and not been sat in the away end. Fans were class. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Like considering there was only 700 of them in a big stadium like that, that was... Yeah. That was a good effort. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was it's, it's quite nice seeing it from that perspective. You, yeah, I you bet. do think actually yeah. we are. You know, we we see. So there's been a few um, last couple of days on Twitter where yeah, there's a few like positive comments for Sheffield Wednesday fans said we were the best that went go there. And it's only when you're sat away from it. Yeah, that's a decent lot. So yeah, fair shout. Was, I mean, I know, I know, I'm biased. We're biased. We we think we're the best fans in the world. But I do, I do think we we have a kind of proper fan base in the sense that we are. We've kind of. I don't know. We're sort of diehards in a way. I I feel like there's a lot of clubs. Where you, I look like say MK Dons, for instance. I think can any of them really give a shit about MK Dons? Like, mm. do, do any of them really care that much? Or is it, you just know that with, with us, we we do, and I, you can you can feel you can feel that and hear that when when we travel. You know, when when things are fantastic with our fan base, it's there's nothing better, mate. It's it's great. It's good stuff. So I'm glad. I'm glad they were in fine voice on. Saturday. No, so I, I was really impressed. Were you starting off the chance from the? I, uh, I wasn't that brave. Archie was. <laughs> Give us the stadium. Will it? Obviously, we spoke about on the last pod. I think it was spoke about in Matt Taylor's first interview how he referenced when he would play against us with his Exeter side, how he always thought we were decent attacking but quite open when we didn't have the ball and sort of spaces and easy to attack and it was quite obvious that he was going to make that one of the first things he looked to rectify mm. um, obviously in this game we're playing against a Bolton side that typically are really free scoring I think it was only last month they put seven past Exeter yeah. at home um, but do you think in this game we did see signs of the fact that the work he's done on the training ground, I guess, to just make us so organised and just solid without the ball. And even though Bolton did have a lot of possession, even with 10 men, and I think they are the sort of side, they're kind of like the Man City of League One, where even you see Man City go down to 10 men and they'll just dominate the game yeah. still because they're just that sort of side and they're all rotating and moving and they've got some really good attacking players, Bolton. But I just thought... I mean, the goal was so fluky as well. It's not like they scored yeah, a goal yeah, where yeah. they carved us open and created a great chance. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those that can happen in any game. You kind of take a goal like that, don't you, sometimes? You, feel yeah. you just have to sort of hold your hands up and say, well, that you, you know, you're going to concede goals like that every yeah. now and then. There's not really anybody at fault for that. But, but other than yeah. that, there was there was pressure from them, but I yeah. felt like we had much more of a solid chin than we did under Barton in a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I, I think under Barton... You, you could give credit to to the way we played in the sense that we were always trying to kill teams off, but we were just never quite good enough to do it. So we'd be in a situation like that where we're two one, and we'd probably be trying to get the third, trying to kill them off. And and I know that I know everyone wants to hear that. Oh yeah, we're going to keep going for it, but quite often it you come unstuck, and and actually we still ended up creating quite a few chances to make it three. You know, to to get that third, even by being fairly reserved. And 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 uh, you know, I wouldn't say defensive, but we were just you know managing it out, just just playing playing the right way. I, I thought it was a just a really professional. I thought. Effort. Sorry to interrupt. No, I no, thought it was kind of, in terms of performance. I thought it was kind of a mixture between solid defending of Coughlin. But with the attacking, yeah. counter-attacking of Barton, sometimes where we would, would look electric going forward at times, yeah. but we didn't quite have that being able to keep yeah, the yeah. back door shut. 
I, I think we, I, I mean, going on to what Weeks we, we was saying about the, the, that pace in the side, we still need a bit of pace, I think, yeah. because we, there, there were times when we broke away and, and we looked really decent, like just, just coming out with it. And all the players are flying forward, but we just didn't quite have that pace to like actually get the players. So suddenly you'd have like Finley running onto a through ball. You think, hang on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, need to, we need to revisit this. But but I thought in the, in the main, it was it was as good as you can get. The, the only thing was, you know, and I, I keep like going back to it that I just hope this isn't a one off. And that, you know, we we have seen it with, with the, from this group of players. We've seen before really good performances before, and they followed up with a kind of you know meek performance next week got to keep this going it's a really tough month really I'm not, not expecting three points every week but you know, we just need that same level of intensity and, and hopefully this, we can just build on this now yeah um, Weeksy coming back to you in terms of the shape yeah um, obviously we played a back three against Crew as well so played it for the second game in a row here um, so you've kind of got where well, you had Thomas right wing back Warden yep. Finley in the middle Vale left wing back and then you basically had Evans as a kind of number 10 behind the front two Collins and Marquis how much of a difference do you think the change in shape has made? And do you think it does suit us more than the back four from what you've seen? Um, yeah, because I think our three centre-halves are pretty strong. It's one of those where if they're I in a two... I thought had a great game as I well. I mean, we've did. talked about the other two. I do feel a little bit unsure about him sometimes, but I thought he was all right I've, in this game. I think with Kramer, he's got... It looks like he's got a monumental mistake in him <laughs> at some point. Yeah, <laughs> monumental, but, yeah. He just looks really enthusiastic <laughs> and I kind of like it and it puts you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. But I thought he was really good actually Saturday. Yeah. Um, while and I also he's playing at left centre back. He's not yeah. left footed. No. no. It's not an easy position to play it's, when it, you're not on that side. It's difficult. What I like about him though, he has got a bit of pace. Yeah. Um, so he's when got we the have, recovery pace. He's definitely got a decent recovery pace which helps. So yeah, I think I think it really suits us. I just think it opens us up all over the pitch. I think it suits our centre midfielders with Finley and Ward. I think they're quite happy to sit there as a two. Do you think having um, a front two helps? Because you were saying earlier about with the transition, how there was kind of an out ball and we could yeah. go from sitting as a deep block to counter-attacking with a lot of threat. Do you think having an actual front two, which this formation gives you, helps with yeah. that? you've got two targets. So I think even at it. times, I think it was a three. With Evans, I, I just think Evans was them, so yeah. high, but I, he definitely was dropping behind. But you know, there's quite there's often times in the game. I was thinking of Max actually because he obviously gave the shout of playing Evans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was also, I always gave him the shout. He's like he was like a false nine rather than a ten, like a little bit further forward. Um, but yeah, I just think it releases the players that it needs to release. So, and it, I think it makes teams have to think about how they defend against us. Because I said I'll go back to that diagonal board that James Wilson was playing. You know, Collins was running in off the touchline, which was giving Harvey Vale the room. It, I, I think it'll be very interesting when we got players back. So, like when we got like Jack Hunt back, I would still have Jack Hunt playing right wing back for yeah. me. And then what you do do with Thomas? I mean, it's great problems to have, but I just think where certainly where Evans and Collins play as backup, you've probably got Thomas, Giovanni Brown. You know to come in there. So yeah, we look very options. very strong. Yeah, um, and then Marquis can concentrate then of, of being a pain in the ass and a bit of a target man but have Collins close enough to him I think sometimes that was a criticism when we just had Marquis or just had Martin up front he'd often go into him there'd be no one within 40 yards of him no because Collins was hugging the touchline one side and Thomas the other or Giovanni Brown so I just think it, it does suit us just the, the personnel we've got um, 
My only worry would be maybe the back three, if any of them are injured, does that then scupper any plans? We're a little light back there. Yeah, like George Friend can't stay fit for more than one game. Um, obviously, Beefy's out on loan. Um, so I'll just, yeah, just be a little bit concerned about that. But I mean, like Mike, so I'm just a little bit, is one brilliant performance. Yeah. So I think it'd be interesting to see what he works on because he's got a, a full week with them now. So he can really put his stamp on things and maybe drill some other options into them. Um, but like you say, we've gone away to Bolton that just steamroll people up there and we've yeah. put a dominant display in. So I don't think there's much to complain about yeah, yeah. or be worried about. I think we should just probably revel in and revel in it and enjoy that because yeah. it doesn't happen very often. But I think it looked really good and really positive here. Yeah. I, I think the, the key is as well is that like we're, we're, we're all three of us are like buzzing from that performance. And I think rightly so. I think we have every right to be like really excited about what could pretend what this could be you know what this could turn into but equally like i hope that if we put in a really poor performance against blackpool that we're that we're not too harsh on uh, either because this is you know, he's not going to get it right immediately it's not going to be perfect from day one he's going we're going to have to grind out you know some poor performances and there'll be know, bumps in the road yeah there'll be bumps in the road i think, I think as a fan base we, we shouldn't just expect this to be how it's going to be every week we gotta we gotta be patient and and hopefully we can build from it but um yeah early signs very very impressed will it the goals then mentioned them already but i'm sure no one will mind us mentioning them again obviously two for rovers in the first half firstly marquis opening the scoring again second game in a row brilliant team move i've, yeah. w- I've watched that back loads of yeah, times yeah. and there's about four or five rovers players who start in one position and they all kind of rotate yeah. and knocking it to each other and ward then finds himself in acres of space and it's just a brilliant goal yeah absolutely i mean again it kind of comes back to that you know i I wasn't sure about the quality of that in the squad. And yet, when you see them play that sort of level of football, you think that's, that is quality. That is absolutely against one of the best in the league. Like, just fantastic. And I've, I've not been completely sure on Grant Ward in the past. I'm not, you know, just not sure about him. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm oh, lost for words. I, 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 me and we are shaking our heads. Yeah, no, disbelief. Still not convinced. Sheer disbelief. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think this season he's probably been one of our most you know, consistent players. Um, and he was absolutely brilliant. I thought that was his best performance on Saturday, I, along with you know a few of them. I thought Sam Finley was out like in equal measure, just absolutely brilliant. And suddenly, when you got a midfield that's working as hard as like, those two were, it's just brilliant. And then you got Evans; he's got that license to kind of get forward. But yeah, that first goal was just fantastic. Great ball from Wardy. And I also thought it showed the benefits of having an attacking player like Thomas. Uh, right wing back mm-hmm. as well because he was quite heavily involved in that goal I think yep. he got the ball cut inside played a little through ball through um, if you've got someone like Gibbons there I mean I rate Hunt but maybe even Hunt they, they're just not attacking wingers naturally mm-hmm. that have that kind of creative bone in their body it showed the benefit of having someone like obviously you are going to get the downside of him not having the yeah. defensive side to his game yeah. but he was so heavily involved in that I, goal I, I mean I, I feel like I should definitely say that I thought you know Thomas is another one that I've not been completely sure on. Um, and he was absolutely brilliant on Saturday. But he Take should, a shot, whatever. <laughs> Willett says he's not sure about one of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Willett, uh, <laughs> Be on the floor with You're all minutes. smashed listening to this. <laughs> but I, um, I, you know, because the thing, the thing with Luke Thomas is, I often think, like, from an attacking perspective, 
my criticism of him is he doesn't offer enough in terms of goals or assists or what have you. But I thought his defensive duties on Saturday was absolutely fantastic. Like he just he, he was getting up for headers, he was tracking back, he was getting stuck in. I thought, yeah, you know, fair play to him. Like he's absolutely. Oh, well, was, was Taylor mentioned it in his post-match interview as well, yeah. saying, you know, people have been coming up to me saying, don't quite trust him to play there. I'm guessing he means other members of staff by that. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. going, oh, I'm not sure you can play him at right wing yeah. back. Especially, it's not like we've played him right wing back at home to, I don't know, Exeter or someone struggling. Thing, yeah. It's yeah. away at Bolton yeah, and yeah. we've chucked him in at right wing back and I just thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, yeah, super yeah. yeah, so shout out to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, second goal then second goal yep. by Evans just right. before half time as he did against Crew, just a cracking strike on his left foot again supposedly yeah, not easy to run onto that not easy to run onto that seems to be thriving in that role just behind the front two as well I just think he looks like he's really enjoying playing there I just think I've been really impressive Evans this season I just think he looks he's a, been brilliant he looks he a different animal to me yeah. Um, and yeah the goal was superb I mentioned the, the ball out to the left there and you know, Harvey Vale and Collins almost doubling up on the right back. He didn't know what to do, did he, mm-hmm. the right back? I think um, Collins did well again to rob the... He read, rob he rob it off He him. read it, didn't he? Just read, yeah. He knew what was coming. Uh, yeah, but what I liked about it, Collins, he's at full tilt going towards the byline and he's had the whereabouts to look up and pull the ball back like at decent pace for him. Yeah. It's a very difficult strike, but... Um, you know, it was very, it was clinical. It, it, and it's it, just, it felt inevitable. It felt like it was he's like gonna slow motion. He, yeah. like, it was going to be a goal. It, yeah. Everything slowed down for a bit. What I liked as well, what Taylor said in the post-match interview with Evans is how he wants him to be arriving late into the box like he did for that goal. And I just think when you play him where Barton was playing him, where you were getting some good stuff from him, like he was getting stuck into tackles more, you got more of a defensive side of his game. But playing him as an attacking midfielder like he was, that cutback comes in. It's almost like a Frank Lampard late run into yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah. Just stride, and you just want Evans there because you just have to watch those um, the shooting videos from training that Rovers put out. Yeah, and Evans, ruthless, Evans has got a ping. Yeah, you just want him yeah. getting the ball rolled back to him on the edge of the box and just having shots at goal. Well, one of my favourite ever Rovers players, Craig Dislio, used to write, write yeah, brilliant at that. Yes. He was one of yeah. my favourites like for, for doing things like that. So, yeah, if he could be a, anything like Craig Disley, I'll be, uh, I'll be happy. Um, Weeksy, in the second half, less from Rovers in the way of shots, chances. I think there was one that we talked about earlier where Ward put another ball across the face of goal. Marquis came sliding in and mi- missed a connection with it. But other than that, there wasn't a lot of chances for Rovers. But apart from, as we said, their kind of fluky goal, really, which came from nothing, there was pressure from them. But I felt like, I don't know what it felt like for you, obviously, being there. It felt like we kind of had them at arm's length. I, I, did, I never felt like we were going to give those three points up. I wasn't overly stressed out at all. I was quite relaxed. It was quite... Sat in the box with your prawn sandwich bar, and yeah, a cigar yeah, 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 all right. yeah, that's why I was relaxed. Um, no, I a little bit concerned with the goalie. Um, yeah. You noticed that they, they had a run of about four or five corners in a row. Um, and they were just chipping it into the six-yard box. I was thinking, you know, you should be yeah. coming out and claiming those. Yeah. But then again, go back to the formation. You've now got three centre-halves in there to deal with it. And we, we looked... Like we were coping with it. We were never under it. I think Matt Cox made that one really good save. But apart from that, normally when you go to your Bolton away, you know, the big stadiums, big clubs, it's normally they're peppering your goal and that wasn't happening. No. You kind of expect the keeper to walk away with the man of the match, like the other way to Bolton, you know, 2-1. I I thought the same about Cox. I thought 
you know, the, the, yeah, there was that spell where they had about three or four corners, and every single one of them was coming right under the crossbar. So just come and claim he was it. kind of, he was sort of flapping up. Even, even the one where he made, and it was a fantastic stop. That was a result of him kind of like punching it right down to their centre forward. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, credit to him, he did make a great save and didn't really do too much wrong. But I know I, I do share those yeah. concerns as well. I just, we just didn't look any in any danger. No, and it looked like it almost looked like we could go up the other end and score at will if we wanted. It's like we didn't want to quite go for it. Like you said, yeah. Finley found himself almost <laughs> for on goals. What are we doing? Get back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a big positive for me, I thought Luca Hall come on and done oh, really yes. well. He, yeah. He's not played Great for quite a while. It's good yeah. to see Excellent. him back. Really good. So I think he is another one that could possibly play in a three. I think I'd really suit him down to the ground. Um, and he came on and he was really positive. Looked you know, strong running. He got us up the pitch yeah. and there's in the injury time minutes I think it was about five minutes he, he got us at the pitch a few times I just thought he made smart decisions like it'd, be, it'd be easy for him to kind of come on and try and prove a point but he just he just clearly had the instruction like you know just take take the pressure off get to the corner of eight, really was wasn't it absolutely brilliant like he was only on for what 10-15 minutes he was absolutely brilliant Luca really we good just, really encouraging we just managed it really well yeah we really did manage it really well and there was no well, it's kind of like watching the bench and it didn't seem to be any panic it was mm. just all very yeah unusually calm <laughs> when you're you know you're 2-1 up at a big stadium thinking oh here we go he's coming yeah. but you know credit to Bolton I thought they'd come out really really well second half and they, yeah. they kind of passed us off the park really they were quite impressive um, so yeah it's, it's, it's good signs I think for the future that we could hold off that sort of pressure without feeling like the goal was coming and never mm. felt like that was happening yeah. just a couple of individual performances i want to touch on oh, i think we've probably mentioned them both already but firstly finley oh. um i think literally every time i write this guy off <laughs> he goes and puts in a performance like this because i remember doubting him before derby and then i was still in that derby away and he, he was, was running that game and then again leading up to this game a li little bit unsure about finley and again just puts in another brilliant yeah. performance rovers tweeted earlier Eight duels won, most in the game. Four tackles won, most in the game. 13 recoveries, most in the game. I just saw as an overall midfielder's performance, because yeah. he, he was also very good on the ball, got us moving up the pitch. Yeah. As Weeks said earlier, a couple of times where he would get the ball, be pressured, yeah. turn out of it. It was so calm. Yeah, We've seen it a few times this season. It can be quite Jekyll and Hyde. You know, sometimes you can have pretty poor performances. I think he gets frustrated quite easy. So if things aren't going his way early doors... It starts to spiral a little bit, gets needless bookings, and suddenly has to calm yeah. down. And but I thought it was it was almost perfect for him. He, he's great in games like that where I, I think I mean I guess them being down to ten men probably helped, probably gave him a little bit of space. But he, he, like you say, he just kind of ran the show. And, and when he's in that kind of mood, he's got a bit between his teeth. He is he is some player, and he's he's probably been my favourite player under the Barton era. I would say Finley. It's just just like kind of. He gets it. He just, just he wants to he wants to work as hard as he can. All he wants is to play football on Saturday. Yeah, that's the impression I get with Finney. Like he, um, he, he bear in mind going. as well on Saturday, uh, he played seventy five minutes of that game on a booking. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. got his standard fifteen minute uh, booking. We're like, oh Sam, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we were like praying he wouldn't go in and go for a silly tackle. But he controlled himself brilliantly. He ran the show again. The last one, Connor Taylor. I mean, we, we've talked about the other centre backs oh really. And I know we say it on pretty much every single podcast we do where we talk about this guy, but £300,000 has to be one of the best value for money signings we've ever made. Do you know what I think it might be? Honestly. I, I, early, yeah, I, I think it is the best signing we've ever made, whether we've paid money for. 
I, I just if we don't sell that guy for over a million pounds at some point right. we've done something wrong I, th- I think I think we'd be robbed for a million I'll, 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 put, a, I'll put a prediction out for you then that he will play in the Premier League yeah I mean, I, if Jarrell Quanza can, anyone can. If Jarrell can, I think <laughs> yeah, I could. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. No, no, fair play, Jarrell. He's doing really well. Um, no, I, I think in the, in the centre of a three, I think it'd be quite easy for managers to put, like, the experienced head of James Wilson in the centre to try and keep the others close. But, oh, my goodness, he looks so composed. And he's just won every header. I think he's really good with his feet considering his feet are miles away from his brain yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, but he's he's just and like taylor said as well he's a lot quicker than rapid. you think yeah. once, uh, once he get gets going, going yeah. he takes a while to get going but once he gets going yeah. you're not stopping out, a six foot eight yeah. guy with legs as long as and also i think i think he loves being there and i yeah, think that's what yeah. people like and he's yeah. really really comfortable but yeah i stand by it obviously if he's around long enough i hope he is he'd be our future he'd be our next captain yeah but um yeah, yeah I, think, I don't he think he'd be around that long. He is personally. I just he's, think he's so good. Like, is when when you sign a player for that amount of money. I mean, because three hundred grand is three hundred grand, and for us, that's yeah, a lot it's of still money. a decent wedge, and, isn't it? Yeah, and you normally you go, let's hope he's a success, you know. But there was no doubt in my mind. I thought this, this, what a signing that is. Like when we signed Connolly for for say, I don't know, it's like I think reportedly like two hundred grand, maybe, and um. Like I was, I thought that's a good sign. I was pleased we made the signing because he's and he, he still yeah. still might come back and and do well. And I, I think he's got a, a future. A future, but you know, Connor Taylor was the one. I thought he was he was the one really at the back in in our League Two season where I thought he was absolutely outstanding. But how many times have we had a player on loan? They've been superb, and mm. then we've chased them as a permanent signing, brought them in permanently, yeah. and they've just not been anywhere near the yeah, same yeah. level of player. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor's that one. Probably one of the only exceptions where he's come in and probably gone up another yeah, level. Yeah. I don't know where the difference is. He went back to Stoke, got you know a decent handful of appearances under his belt, and then yeah. he's come back like I, not pretty big bollocks or anything. But I've played in the Championship, I've been here before. It's nice and comfortable for him. And yeah. like he said he's just come in and just been absolutely superb. I'm, and, I'm so pleased for him yeah, as well because yeah. you know leaving his hotel club to come back down to Rovers. That must have been a big decision for him. He's yeah. back home. He's back home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think he'd probably end up paying for our stadium. Wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Probably, probably, name, you know. probably name the stadium after yeah, him. Yeah, so, no, the Connor Taylor like, restand. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's like physically so much bigger as well than he was. I think in League Two, he just looks like like much stronger. Like just, yeah, yeah. He, can't, he can't was the reason we dealt with those crosses in the box yeah. on Saturday. He was just heading everything yeah. away. So I, um, even those balls over the top, there are a couple that like. They were playing some searching balls across. He just move across easy, no problem. Just just take take that problem yeah. away and you, and like watching it, you just you just know he's going to win that duel. Like yeah, you, you'll have this. So is, like. he's, is he twenty one, twenty two? Around that, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah, frightening. His ceiling is absolutely. He can go where he wants. I think it's one of those. So good luck to him. Great signing. Yeah, do a goal or two. I would he argue. Is, yeah, he did have. He had a chance. as suddenly with his head. He didn't. He just didn't quite get the connection on it. But yeah, that's certainly one he's got. But that, that was one thing I thought we we did look quite dangerous on on corners. Like the balls were going into the right areas, and we just weren't quite there. But yeah, I, I think I I noticed an improvement on the set pieces on mm. Saturday. So yeah, maybe maybe Connor Taylor will be. We'll start notching from those positions. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, cool. Let's finish off the pod by chatting about the January window. Yeah. 
we had quite a few questions actually on January window. So first one from John Sands, who says, will the switch to three at the back be permanent? And if so, how many centre-backs and wing-backs do we need to sign? He then has put brackets as well as JCH. We will come on to strikers in a bit. Okay. So mainly on, I guess, if we are going to stick with this three at the back now, do you think we need centre-backs, wing-backs to add um, to the squad? Because we are looking a little thin in some of those yeah, areas. Yeah, I think we'd need one more centre-half. Uh, bear in mind, I don't know what the situation is, James Connolly, where we could recall him in January. That's normally the deal, isn't it? But um, so I still, I am one of those. I think he's got a future of us still, yeah. James Connolly. I, I did rate him. Um, I think, yeah, we need to sign a, for me, in those positions, probably, yeah, centre-half. And I wouldn't mind like a left wing back. Left-footed centre-half? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, actually. I think George Friend can play there, but he just can't stay fit. Um, so, yeah, left-footed centre-half, just because... You know, Kramer done okay, but it's always a little bit awkward. It kind of, it, it shuts down a few options of where you can go when you've got the ball at your feet. Um, but yeah, I just left wing back for me. And Harvey Vell has been brilliant now. I still think he's better further forward. I'd love to see him a bit more advanced. Um, I also and, don't and think Gordon, there's really another sure. option to play at left wing back other than Harvey Vell because Friend can't play there. He hasn't got the physicality, the pace no. to play there. Gordon's more of a stay-at-home left-back. He's a good, solid left-back. Yeah. But I just don't think he's, he's not, not good enough going forward. He's not going to bomb down the wing and beat anyone on the outside and get a ball in. No. So you don't really have anyone else there. No. No, and I think on the other side, obviously, Thomas proved he can play there. Got Jack Hunt, um, Luca Hall, Gibbons could probably do a job there. So I think right wing-back were fine. But yeah, yeah so yeah, centre-half and a left wing-back then in, in those positions, I think. Yeah. would strengthen us following on from that Holmes has said I'll come to you will it Holmes has said we don't know the situation with Connolly with Morecambe but he's asked would you bring James Connolly back from Morecambe to beef up he's put beef in capitals as well yeah, just yeah, to nice. highlight the pun to Very beef good. up our back line brackets especially if we're playing through at the back or would you let him keep racking up league two minutes and rely on what we have slash get someone else in? So what do you think? Would you bring him back if we can? Question, or do you question. think it would help his development more to keep? Because he's, he's first choice every week for Morecambe. Yeah. And they are doing pretty well. I think they're just outside the playoffs. Yeah, so they're playing yeah, for yeah. a good side, yeah. playing every week. He's a young yeah. player, probably needs the minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's an interesting one. I would be, I would be keen to have him back, actually. Okay. I think... And I think the because I think the way we were playing before was we we always used to play fairly high up the pitch. So sometimes I used to think it didn't really matter who we added at the back. Like we had, like Quants is a good example, clear clearly a good player. It turns out <laughs> even at the <laughs> even at the highest he's level well, of, the, of the land, he's doing very well. And yet he couldn't quite cut it at Morecambe away <laughs> on a dodgy pitch. But um, but I did feel like that was maybe largely down to how we played, not necessarily the players who were at the back. Um, and also, he was always playing in such a young back yeah. four. He was always surrounded by other we young players. We were struggling that time, weren't we? We back. were struggling. Yeah. He was in a back four, yeah. whereas he'd come back and be in a back three next to two big lads. Yeah, Either, yeah. You know, Wilson, if he was next to Wilson and Taylor, mm. all right, Connolly's not the most physical or the biggest height-wise, but he'd be next to two six-foot-five-plus yeah. lads who could and, do all the heading for him. And I think we've got we to gotta get the band back together. We've got to get the Taylor-Connolly partnership back up and running again, I Good think. stuff so, happens yeah. when those two play. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Just for the running, uh, just to see how we, how we, if we can get over the line. But no, I, I'd be keen to get him back. Again, we invested a fair bit of money with him. It's either I, I would rather that I think than maybe persevere with. And I got, I got nothing against Kramer. I think he's he's done really well. But I, I would like to see us maybe invest a bit of time in him. And why not bring him back? And you know, 
uh, if, if, if it ends up being that he's not playing many games and he's not quite, you know, then so be it. You know, I'd, I'd like to see him back and, and I think that would be a, a worthwhile player to bring back into the fold rather than going out and signing someone else, I think. But it'd be interesting to see what the manager does with that. Mm. Another question on a potential in-house option. Okay. BS4 Gas says, does Trevor Clark come back into the fold? Seems we are short in that position. You've screwed your face up. Obviously, we were saying how short we are at left wing back yeah. with only Harvey Vale there. Trevor Clark is a, a left wing back. Played there for Rotherham in the championship. Let's not forget. Before yeah. Joey farmed him out to the Irish League. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I, I liked him. I'm, I'm actually lost for words. It's, it's just that it's off. It was one was I wasn't really thinking about. Mm. Um, but... I don't know what his contract situation is, how long he's got left. Well, apparently it was quite his, long, wasn't it? So his loan in Ireland finished on November the 30th, apparently. Right. So technically he's no longer out on loan at a club. But okay. I don't know if he's now training back with us. There's not been any update on it. He signed a new deal, it, didn't so. he, before... Well, Joey gave him a new deal and then said he was shit yeah. and farmed him out, didn't he? Yeah. So he's got, like, registered players. Maybe he's just not part Maybe of he's not registered. I yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I think he looked good enough. He was decent, but he didn't... He couldn't stay fit for us either, no. could he? And I don't know whether that was because he's in and out on the team. I mean, again, and the same with Connolly, is another option if we wanted to save our budget for further up the pitch. Um, if there's other players who got an eye on it, you know, it'd be a cheaper option. They're, if they're already on the wage bill, just bring them back. Um, I wouldn't be devastated, but I would... I can tell you're not excited by I the proposition. I think there's yeah. probably somebody else out there yeah. um, for me, but... Yeah, if, if we can't get anyone else in, then it ain't going to do us any harm, put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, no, good shout, because I completely forgot about him. <laughs> As you can tell from my, um, yeah, yeah. My, my input there. So, let's move on to the two positions that we've had the most questions about. So, we'll start with goalkeeper. So, Simon Southgate says, what would you do about the goalkeeper position? Stefan Horn, what do you think about our goalkeeper situation? Oliver Jusel, what do you think of the goalkeeper situation? Is Cox good enough for the rest of the season? Will Belly leave permanently? And why does Hall exist at our club? So a lot of questions in that last one. But basically, I suppose the question is, the vibe I'm getting from the fact we're getting these questions is that not every gashead is completely convinced by Matt Cox and yep. whether he is the man to still be between the sticks for the rest of the season. So what are your thoughts on it? And do you think we need to go out in January and get someone else? This is a divisive uh debate it, it does feel like because you're either like team cox or team belsall you either it, it remain feels, or leave the yeah, most divisive yeah, debates exactly. in this process yeah. <laughs> it's um it's, it's tricky so i mean i said on twitter like i i feel like with with cox i think he's probably got a higher ceiling than belsall had in his career i feel like yeah there's there's he's got a lot of potential and there's certain aspects of his game that you think oh yeah he's really confident you know he, he you know, his distribution, you sort of think, well, I think he's got the ability. He's just maybe too confident or he's, you know, he, he, he makes some silly mistakes in that area. Um, and I just often think, like, if he was our player, if he was our goalkeeper, I'd be right behind it. I'd be like, you know, I don't mind him making mistakes or kind of, you know. Yeah, if it was Jed Ward yeah, doing Jed that. Jed Ward yeah. doing that. You go, well, you know, fair play to him. He's, he's learned his trade. He's going to make mistakes. Whereas, and it's, this is no fault of Cox at all. And I've had this sort of concern with other loan signings we've had from Premier League play, uh, Premier League teams that we're, we're going to bring these young kids in, they're going to make a bunch of mistakes with us, and then they're going to go on and have a great career elsewhere, and we get no benefit for it. Like, may as well play our own players, or like Jed Ward, for instance, and, and throw him in and see how he gets on. 
Um, so I, I, I think he's done okay. Um, and in terms of like, but but it is also a, a position I think we need to strengthen. I thought it was a, a bit of a weakness at the start of the season that we we brought in a young player like Cox, and then Belshaw went, and we brought in a, another young goalkeeper in Hall, sent Jed Ward out on loan. I thought, well, now we've got no experience at all in that position. Um, in one of the most important positions in your team. So I thought that was really strange. So I, th- I would like to see, you know, if we're able to, bring more of an experienced goalkeeper in. As number one? As number one, I think. Yeah. But again, it's not, it's not, I don't think Cox has done anything particularly wrong, but I just worry that he's probably going to make too many mistakes between now and the end of the season that he's going to cost us, you know, progression in the league. But I, 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 it sounds a bit harsh, but... I'm not. Sure, I'm not convinced he's done better at this level than Belshall did last season. I think Belshall, whilst he wasn't great, I don't think he's the answer either. No. I felt that. I feel like Belshall overall has performed better at League One level than Cox has so far. But um, so yeah, that that would be a position I would improve in. Whether that's bring Belshall back, I don't know. I would probably go out and sign another one altogether. Weeksy, hit me with Cox thoughts, Matt Cox. Thoughts. <laughs> so glad you clarified that. I was going to go on a different story, yeah, yeah. different podcast, that different, podcast, yeah, different yeah. podcast. That's on the other one. That's later on. Yeah. Um, that's Gascast after dark. Yeah, that's yeah, the um, yeah. patron only channel <laughs> on the dark web. Um, no. Um, it's, it's, I, I think he's going to go on to have a really good career. I don't think you get in the England under twenty one setup without yeah. them knowing that there's Pedigree, a talent there. Um, I just don't think he's imposing enough for this level um, he, he's quite small and my god if he kicks out for a throw in one more time <laughs> it is too often I, I, even if it was once a game I think I could probably understand it if he's trying to, to find someone but honestly it's three or four times a game now well I was going to say we bought him in supposedly one of the main reasons was for his distribution yep. and to get us playing out from the back and at times you do see it like at he's times got great can- technique great technique at times he can get it yeah. ping it into a midfielder's feet and we're turning and we're off we're up the pitch yeah. but it's very very few and far between I, and a lot of it, it almost feels like increasingly his distribution's going wayward and going out of yeah. touch and it's kind of going downhill so, so for me if you think of you know like different levels here but you've got Man City with Edison in goal I don't actually think Edison's the greatest goalkeeper in the world by any stretch mm. But his distribution's a joke. But Man City have never put under... Well, they have been last few weeks, but any real pressure? No. Where in League One, most teams are going to put you under a period of pressure at some point in the game, whether that be the bottom four Mm. or the top four. And again, it showed it again on on Saturday against Bolton. You know, the balls are getting chipped into the six-yard box. You've got to come and get it. But a keeper of his style, if if you... He'll have a good career when he plays for a good side and he probably will go on to play in the Premier League. That's, yeah, I agree. He probably will. But he'll be playing in a good side and he's not under the cost all the time. He won't be put under the sort of pressure he's getting put under in League One. I almost if feel he, like it's like Quonsa, though. Like yeah. Quonsa last season playing at a level that I don't think suits the type of player that he yeah. is. And I kind of feel like it's the same with Cox where, as you say, I think he probably will and can go on to play in the Championship Premier League. But I feel like in League One right now, where you're going to come up against sides with big bruising six foot three strikers and they're just going to chip it up and let their striker have a run at Cox and have a bit of a bash at him. I don't feel like it suits the level that he's playing at. He suits that level. I think the last few weeks you can see other teams targeting him. Um, 
they are the corners are being kind of floated in and just hanging it above him and saying you know come and get it type thing and he's just not got yeah. the physicality for it again okay. though he's 20 yeah. well I was yeah. going to say you don't, normally, you don't normally see that the keepers at that age really playing many it's normally yeah. like 23, 24 when he's when he's started to fill out a little bit and yeah, like you say, Coxie doesn't doesn't really impose at all. Um, I think it says a lot that our number one goalkeeper choice in the summer, Barton tried to sign Connor Ripley, mm. who ended up going to Port Vale. And Connor Ripley is a like grisly, experienced, late 20s, early 30s, built like a brick shithouse as well. You couldn't see a more impo- physically imposing goalkeeper in a goal. And when that fell through, we ended up with Matt Cox, who could, literally couldn't be more... He's a spindly, slight, young yeah. keeper with very little experience. And that's not to slag off Matt Cox, but it was just a very sharp I, change in direction yeah. as to the keeper we wanted to who we got. At our level, and more so probably at prem, than Premier League level as well, I think rather than a goalkeeper costing you points, I think at this level your goalkeeper needs to win you points. I think Belshaw did it quite often in League 2. Um, would make ridiculous, you know, point blank saves and that. And apart from that one at Bolton, I can't remember um, Cox making a save that yeah. he kind of didn't have the right yeah. to. They need to make that kind of save every now and again. Yeah. And yeah. I think if we're serious, if we're looking at it, if I'm kind of head of recruitment at Rovers, I'm thinking, right, are we still going to try and push for top six? I don't think it's a million miles away. Do we go and get ourselves a goalkeeper and invest in one to improve us? If not, and we're just kind of happy mid-table, I'm going to give it a go next year, then I'll be putting Jed Ward in goal for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And develop our own 20-year-old. Because yeah. I think Jed's never let us down. And no. when he has come in, he looks quite assured. He doesn't mm. look like yeah. a young, frightened goalkeeper. So it's di- I, I just think it depends whether, are we going to go for it? Yeah. And if we're not, can we? I'd rather develop yeah. our own I in agree. that position. I, I, I think you make a great point as well, by the way. I think like with, with goalkeepers... For me, the, the good goalkeepers, they make, they often make the saves you don't expect them to make. And I thought that, that save he made against Bolton, fair play. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was a really decent save. save. And, and that was probably the first time I'd said, wow, I, I was expecting that to go in the back of the net and he's pulled it out of the bag. Whereas, whereas Belshaw used to make those saves fairly regular, I thought, you know, where he, you know, you thought, how did he save that? And I think those are the really, and, you know, Jacola as well, you know, used to make those saves, but how did he do it? And those are the ones that win you games, as you say. And I think, with Cox, I don't see that enough. Um, and he, it, that might come, but I feel like it's kind of at the expense of what we're seeing now. He might go on to have a great career, but at the moment we're seeing that, you know, Matt Cox in, in development, and, and that's fine, but it's not quite what we need, I don't think, to push on. Cool. Let's finish off with the striker department then. Um, so question from Jack. What other options do you think we should be looking at if we don't go back in for JCH? And then Mark Buck has said, who do you think we should sign at striker? I quite like the striker from Wimbledon. And Merry yeah. Christmas, he says as well. Oh, so Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to Mark. Christmas, mate. And all other gas heads, of course, not just Mark. Mark feels very special now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Merry Christmas, Mark. Fuck all the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no one else wishes us happy Christmas. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think the man we need on this podcast for this question is Max. I don't think... I mean, Willett, I might be underrating your knowledge no, no, of other strikers at other football league clubs. I think you got this bang on, mate. <laughs> but um, I don't think any of us are going to be able to reel off a list of other strikers. Mm. I do know the guy from Wimbledon. He He's in good form at the start of this season. But I guess the main question, really, the main angle for it is... Do you 
want to see us go back in for JCH or would you like to see us go for a different option now? I I would rather we didn't go in for him personally. And, and I was really, really keen in August and I, I was you know buzzing like everyone else because I was like, we've got a million pound to spend. <laughs> like, what's, what is going on? I couldn't, couldn't believe the rumours were true, you know. Um, and and that was exciting. You thought, wow, we're, we're entering a completely new era here for Bristol Rovers. This is, this is what a statement this would be. But I think if, and it's not too far away, but if we get to the end of January and it looks like we've got no chance getting in the playoffs, I'd be worried if we were going to break a transfer record to bring in a striker who's 30 years old who wouldn't have played much this season either. And he's the type of player that, I think needs uh, he needs to get himself in shape. He needs to get himself ready. I don't want to do JCH a disservice, but right. I feel fairly confident in saying that if we sign JCH in January, he's not going to have kept himself in tip-top condition yeah. whilst not playing to hit the ground running when he arrives. That's, that's the thing. And I, you know, I, I love JCH. I mean, you know, fantastic player for us. But I just wonder if in a time that's passed, um, whether the ownership might have had a different think you know a, a, bit, a bit more of a well let's let's cast the net a little wider let's see what else is out there there's other players banging in goals you know at all levels and i just don't think if we wanted to bring in a striker like jch whether it be worth the money we would spend the wages he'd be on with no resale value at all i just think there's probably better options that said if we are in a position where we think hang on we're only four points off the playoffs he's he's kind of the bloke you want so I, I'm, I'm almost thinking, do, do you roll the dice and go for it? Do you wait until the summer and get him on a free transfer, although you'd be paying big wages still? I think that would be my preference, was if we, if we were going to go in for him, the summer might be the time to do it. Get him on a free and um, roll the dice for next season, if we're still in this level. That, that would be my preference. JCH or no JCH? He's itching to answer this. Get him in. <laughs> get him in. Yeah. I just think, I think it's not going to be anywhere near the 800,000 no. now. I would imagine 300, 400,000 would probably get him. Maybe stretch at half a mil. I think half a million would be too much. Yeah. Um, he's 30 in July, but his goal scoring record in the last few years in League One has just been outstanding. Yeah. And the way the, the, play, the four players we got to give him service, I just think. It would be. I, I, I personally think I'd still go in for him. I'd be delighted if we got him. But I do get all the points that you make about resale value. And mm. but if the money's there, get it spent. <laughs> so you were saying earlier that you would like to see us have a bit more pace in attack to hit teams in transition. That was going to be my next point. Does JCH give us that? No, no. But but we would you then <laughs> sign another striker? So, yeah. So. It, just my thinking, if, he, if he's going to cost half as much as he did, does, does that release more funds to go and get that pace to be around him? Possibly. Mm. Um, and I know we were saying about other strikers, and I had a quick look. Sam Nombe that was at Exeter. Yeah. He's at Rotherham, so I'm guessing Matt Taylor took him there. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, he's not hit the ground running in the in the championship, and it, it seems like he has quite a bit of time off the bench. So it, Maybe that would be someone I'd like us to see us going for, but I don't know how realistic that would be six months into a contract, which I'm guessing he would be. Um, but yeah, I just think I can't really look past Jono. I know what you say about the Wimbledon guy. I think that Wimbledon guy would cost major money. Mm. Do, do we know the Wimbledon guy's name? 
Can I, have we mentioned it it's yet? It's Owl something. <laughs> yeah. Owl Am Akhmati. Wimbledon guy is fine. People are already screaming it. But he does look class, by the way. I also think someone like him, the Wimbledon chap. Wimbledon chap. <laughs> this is the level of knowledge that people yeah, come okay. to Gascast for. Yeah, okay, Max. Yeah, let's get him on the phone. Are you phone of Max now? Is that why you got your phone <laughs> yeah, yeah, Max, SOS. Help. I just think someone like him, though, is the type of profile of striker that I like to see Rovers bring in, where they're young, hungry, and up and coming yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. their career. I always feel like the best strikers that we've had over the years at Rovers. Weeks, he's got his phone out. El Hamadi. Okay. Want that far out? Hamadi, get him in. Hamadi, yeah, I'll do. No, he knows the Wimbledon chap. <laughs> yeah, um, I always feel like the best strikers we've had at Rovers over the years are players that we've made, yeah. rather than players we bring in and they're ready-made, proven. Like mm. Lambert, Matty Taylor, yeah. JCH. Initially, they're always players that didn't come in with a fanfare and a big fee, but we made them, and then yeah, they yeah. went on yeah. to have great yeah, almost careers. All of them, really. Like, yeah, you could. The, the list is endless, really. In that is that regard. something maybe we could look to do though? If JCH can be a bit cheaper, get him anyway, and hopefully yeah. guarantee us some goals. Yeah, and then take a gamble on a non-league yeah. striker. Yeah, I'd love us to do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd absolutely love us to do that. I, I think for me, it's like a value for money thing. I, I, I've still got my head in that kind of. Oh, we can't be spending that kind of money we might be in a completely different space now where we've got the money like you say why not why not do it why not you know uh show some ambition but um yeah i'm I, I'm, I'm open to it i just preference probably not right now but that's, that's just me if you bring jch in do you extend martin's deal look to extend it or would you let him um, move on i think i'd let him move on um, I think he's done really well for us, but again, it'd be the wages. Mm. You know, Jono's going to come in on decent yeah, yeah, wedge, you would imagine. Yeah. Also, probably um, too many of a similar option. If you've got Martin, Marquis, and JCH, three number they're nines. not that dissimilar from each yeah, other. Yeah, three yeah. number nines. Um, I remember you've got Collins that can play up top as well. So I think we'd be well stocked then, and I'd probably let Chris Martin go, which. But I think he's, like I said, I think he's been really good for us. He's scored a couple of good goals. Um, again, the efforts there and for someone who's 34 and he's kind of been there and done it at a much higher level it'd yeah. be quite easy for him to come and go through the motions yeah it's been brilliant um, even yeah. when he came on at Derby um, at uh, Bolton sorry I thought you know he put it about for that last yeah. few that last 10 minutes or so so I think but I think I'd let yeah. him go I yeah. think I'd let him go yeah. I, I reckon I'd give him I'd give him to the end of the season if, if he might be looking for something longer you know he might and he might get that offer elsewhere for, he might get a two year contract elsewhere and, and fair play to him if he does, but it, I, I would be keen to keep him to the end of the season because sometimes there's an element of you know, beware what you wish for and he's actually come in and got some key goals for us and I think if, if you suddenly lose that and say you know JCH comes in and he, he's going to take him two or three months to get going, you think, hang on, we've, we've lost yeah, the only bloke point. who's actually scoring goals. So, and for, for like six months, you know, just give him to the end of the season, I think it might be worth just doing that, but yeah. So I, I think know. I think we're going to know either way in the next couple of weeks on yeah. where the ambition is. Yeah, certainly for this season. I, I don't think you could judge it for you know a period of time in the future, but where they see us this year, if we, if we imagine we did go and get ourselves yeah. a, a top-notch goalie, a centre half, you know, JCH, and they invest in that, then you know I think it's quite clear their ambition is still to push. I think certainly the yeah. result on yeah. Saturday kind of kept the season kind of alive yeah it did yeah. just in reaching distance of it so but again we've got a tough run coming up so yeah. 
see how we make fare. Make break. Yeah. Score prediction for Blackpool away on Saturday. Oof. Uh, I'll go 1-0 gas. Oh, that Bolton win's gone right <laughs> to your head, hasn't it? <laughs> Weeks here. Um, one all. Yeah, I'm going to go one all. And Take I think that would be a really good I'd result. I'd snatch your hand off for a point. Yeah. Four points from Bolton and Blackpool away would absolutely be absolutely brilliant. superb. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. Right, let's wrap it up there. So, as I said earlier, probably likely to be our last pod of 2023. So, just a huge thank you for all the support of the pod this year. Um, it's been a really cracking year for us. And we hope that you've enjoyed all the content that we've put out. Um, have a great Christmas. And let's all get behind the boys against Pompey and Charlton to hopefully end the year in style. Uh, until next time, take care, everyone and up the gas up the gas up the gas